Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The Rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Alex Barnard filling in for Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Two people rescued after falling down a Target elevator shaft. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been freed from a Russian prison. The House passes a whopping $858 billion defense budget for the year 2023. The end of an era. The MTA has reassigned the transit system's remaining token booth clerks. Pop star Celine Dion announced that she is suffering from stiff person syndrome, a rare neurological disorder. Firefighters rescued two people who fell three stories down an elevator shaft at a Bronx Target store Thursday. Police say a male employee in his 20s was escorting a 16-year-old boy out of the store when they got into a scuffle and bumped into the elevator doors, which opened up, causing both to fall in. Firefighters removed the teen quickly, but the employee somehow slid in between the shaft and the cab. FDNY Deputy Assistant Chief John Sirocco. The FDNY fire operations and FDNY EMS operations working in concert with each other in order to save this person's life that's underneath is, is, is just astounding on what we do. The boy was taken to Harlem Hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. The employee is being treated at Lincoln Medical Center. WNBA star Brittany Griner was released from a Russian prison on Thursday as part of a prisoner swap. In exchange for Griner, the U.S. released notorious arms dealer Victor Boot. The White House is now facing criticism for exchanging Mr. Boot for Griner while leaving fellow Americans Paul Whelan and Mark Fogel behind. Here's what White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre had to say. Look, you know, I've talked about this, uh, and I'll say this again. Here were our choices. Our choices was... Uh, Brittany or no one at all, bringing home one American or no American at all. Jean-Pierre added that the Kremlin was, quote, not willing to negotiate in good faith to release Whelan. Whelan, a Marine veteran, was arrested in Russia in 2018 and sentenced to 16 years in prison for espionage. The U.S. House of Representatives passed an $858 billion defense budget on Thursday. The House passed the compromise version of the National Defense Authorization Act by 350 to 80, far exceeding the two-thirds majority required to pass the legislation and send it for a vote in the Senate. The fiscal 2023 NDAA authorizes a 4.6% pay increase for troops, funding for purchases of weapons, ships, and aircraft, and support for Taiwan and Ukraine. One of the more controversial measures in the bill repeals the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for U.S. troops. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre recently maintained the Biden administration's stance that the mandate was the right thing to do. Since then, as we've all heard, this, the Secretary of Defense has recommended... Re- retaining uh, the mandate. That's because the COVID vaccination requirement was put in place uh, to keep our service members safe. 
and healthy and prepared for service. The bill's exorbitant budget, a record for any defense budget passed by Congress, was $45 billion over what President Biden had proposed. Thursday marked the end of a long chapter of New York City transit history. The MTA announced the reassignment of the city's last remaining token booth clerks. More than 2,000 employees will be reassigned to work as station agents to support customer service needs more effectively. They will be able to move out from behind the thick metal and glass booths and engage customers directly, officials said. Here's NYC Transit President Richard Davey. The principal uh, agreement is to get them out and actually you know, interacting with our customers. Walk the platform, for example, maybe see someone you know, doing something, you know, be able to call it in, um, you know, call the police, potentially call RCC, call Homeless Services. The booths will stay and will be a place for workers to do paperwork and call authorities if necessary. Transit officials say it marks the completion of a process that has actually been underway for decades across the system. Pop singer Celine Dion announced that she's been suffering from stiff person syndrome, a rare and incurable neurological condition that causes severe muscle spasms and stiffening in the limbs. The condition had caused the singer to cancel and postpone tour dates throughout the past year due to health concerns, which she previously had described as, quote, severe and persistent muscle spasms. She announced her diagnosis on Instagram. I always give 100% when I do my shows. But my condition is not allowing me to give you that right now. For me to reach you again, I have no choice but to concentrate on my health at this moment. And I have hope that I'm on the road to recovery. The National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke defines stiff person syndrome as a neurological disorder with features of an autoimmune disease. The disorder causes, quote, fluctuating muscle rigidity and spasms that are triggered by things like loud noise, cold temperatures, or sudden movement. According to Johns Hopkins, stiff person syndrome is said to affect only about one or two people in one million. 77 WABC News Time is 5.07. Let's head over to Joe Nolan with a look at traffic, transit, and weather. Happy Friday there, Joe. Happy Friday, Alex. And as we begin to travel around this morning, we're actually in pretty good shape, really no Major difficulties as you begin to travel around. We do have a few accidents, though. First of all, if you're eastbound on the Belt Parkway at 4th Avenue, there is a crash one lane out. Do you have a problem on the outbound or eastbound side of the Long Island Expressway at exit 52 in Suffolk County? There's an overturned vehicle. The right lane is going to be out. So as you're coming inbound, I'm sure there'll be some rubbernecking getting through there. But again, that's eastbound in Suffolk County. Overnight road work on the Jersey Turnpike is on the northbound inner roadway. If you're traveling elsewhere in New Jersey, really not much for you to worry about on the 82, 82, 87, 22, 1 and 9, all of those moving along very, very nicely this morning. Now, we do have some uh, mass transit problems. First of all, the subways, the uptown 4 and 6 trains are on the express tracks from 14th Street on up to 42nd Street, that with fire department activity. And then Jersey Transit, four trains out of Port Jervis this morning have been canceled, starting with the 346, the 459, the 548, and the 739. All of those have been canceled because of equipment availability. So if you're waiting for one of those trains further down the line, because uh, it does take quite a while to get from Port Jervis to Hoboken, uh, they are not going to show up this morning in alternate side is in effect. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, a sunny day today, the high 45, mostly clear tonight, low 33. Tomorrow, sunny, high 41. Sunday, rain likely in the city, high 42, but on the overnight Sunday, north and west may get a couple inches of snow. It's 37 degrees. I'm Joe Nolan, Talk Radio 77 WABC.
All right, thanks, Joe. 77 WABC News Time is 5.08. Alex Barnard here with your early news. On this vote, the yeas are 258, the nays are 169. The motion is adopted. The House gave final approval to protections for same-sex marriages Thursday, sending the legislation to President Biden, which he is expected to sign. The law requires all states to recognize same-sex marriages, a relief for hundreds of thousands of couples who have been married since the Supreme Court's 2015 landmark Obergefell v. Hodges decision. The bipartisan legislation would also protect interracial unions by requiring states to recognize legal marriages regardless of, quote, sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin. Here's House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The Respect for Marriage Act takes key steps to uphold marriage equality under federal law. Tearing down the defense of marriage off, taking off the books for good. Pelosi presided over the vote as one of her last acts in leadership before stepping away in January. Former New York Times columnist Barry Weiss released the second installment of the Twitter files on Thursday night. Weiss posted several images of what appears to be an internal Twitter system that marked certain accounts being under various kinds of blacklists in addition to flagging other information about the accounts. People who had opposed COVID-19 lockdowns like Dr. Jay Bhattacharya and prominent conservatives like commentator Dan Bongino and Turning Point USA President Charlie Kirk all appeared to be on these blacklists. Ohio Representative Jim Jordan weighed in on Fox. Just the whole fact pattern in and of itself is, I think, frightening. So the guy vetting the release of this information is the same guy who was part of the Trump-Russia investigative team at the FBI when he was chief counsel. He's the guy who accepted the information from Michael Zussman, Clinton's lawyer, about the Alpha Bank issue, which was all false. The images also appeared to show that several of the accounts had been flagged with, quote, recent strike abuse and that more basic information, such as when the accounts were Twitter blue verified or high profile, had also been noted. Florida state legislator Joe Harding has resigned after he was indicted for pandemic-era loan fraud. Harding said in a statement that he is resigning effective immediately, saying that Floridians' leaders should not be burdened by distractions that are, quote, mine alone. The Justice Department had recently charged Harding with two counts of wire fraud, two counts of money laundering, and two counts of making false statements to the Small Business Administration. He is accused of submitting false documentation when applying for an economic Injury Disaster Loan, which is meant to help small businesses recover from the pandemic's economic impacts. Harding is perhaps best known for sponsoring the bill that became known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Here he is on Dr. Phil talking about the bill back in October. As parents, we know our children better than anyone else. And so if a school district's going to do anything that pushes me out as a parent, during my time in the legislature, I will fight every day to make sure that parents are reinserted in the day-to-day learning of their children. A trial is scheduled for January 11th. The alleged University of Virginia shooter Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. appeared in court in Charlottesville Thursday. The 22-year-old Jones is accused of opening fire on a loaded charter bus, killing University of Virginia football players Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry, and wounding students Mike Hoynes and Marley Morgan. It was his second court appearance since his arrest in the deadly November 13th attacks. UVA President Jim Ryan spoke days after the shooting. It's possible and perhaps likely that we will never find one single thing that will explain this. It may also be that we never truly understand why this happened, but what we learn, we will share. 
Jones is charged with three felony counts of second-degree murder, two felony counts of malicious wounding, and five felony counts of using a firearm in the commission of a felony. He has yet to enter a plea to the charges. According to the ABC affiliate station WSET in Lynchburg, a judge scheduled a preliminary hearing in the case for March 30th. The House January 6th committee announced Wednesday it will release its long-awaited report on Wednesday, December 21st. Mississippi Representative Benny Thompson, the committee's chair, said the report's release would be coupled with some form of public presentation. He also said the report and accompanying materials will be posted online and that any decisions regarding potential criminal referrals will come the same day and will be voted on publicly. Here's Thompson back in October. Thanks to the tireless work of our our members and investigators, we've left, we have left no doubt, none that Donald Trump led an effort to upend American democracy that directly resulted in the violence of January 6th. Thompson indicated on Tuesday that criminal referrals related to the Capitol attack were under discussion, but that final decisions, including on specific crimes and specific suspects, had not been made pending a vote by committee members. German officials say they expect more people to be detained in connection with an alleged far-right plan to topple the government. The failed coup saw 25 people rounded up Wednesday, including a self-styled prince, a retired paratrooper, and a judge. The plot was allegedly hatched by people linked to the so-called Reich Citizens Movement, which rejects Germany's post-war constitution and the legitimacy of the government. Frank Figluzzi, former FBI assistant director for counterintelligence, compared the coup attempt to the January 6th Capitol riot while speaking to MSNBC. This is eerily familiar, is it not? The scenario is uncanny, including the QAnon uh, influence, which I actually had not realized had reached uh, Germany to this kind of penetration level. Georg Meyer, the top security official in Thuringia State, accused the far-right alternative for Germany party of fueling conspiracy theories like those that allegedly motivated the plotters detained across the country this week. The party condemned the alleged coup plans. 77 WABC News Time is 5.15. Let's check sports with Justin Ellick. How you doing, Justin? Well, uh, I'm good, Alex, and uh, why don't we do that? We'll check in on the sports. I'm Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Big news. Coming out of Mets land again yesterday, Mets in uh, center fielder Brandon Nimmo agreed to an eight-year, $162 million contract as uh, the chips, they continue to fall out at the winter meetings, the MLB winter meetings, that is. The deal adds to the biggest payroll in baseball and is the second richest contract in Mets history behind only uh, current shortstop Francisco Lindor and his $341 million big ones. Last season, Nemo uh, slashed 274 with uh, 367 and 433 with 16 homers and 100 in, in excuse me, 151 games while posting a 5 uh, offensive war. The Mets also added reliever David Robertson on a one-year $10 million deal. So moves being made in Mets land yesterday. We'll see how those uh, those two moves work out. But the Mets do have their center fielder at least for the next eight seasons. And on the gridiron Thursday night football, the Rams beat the, the Raiders 17-16 to in this battle of bottom feeders. Los Angeles trailed 16-3 to in the fourth quarter before newly acquired Gunslinger. Baker Mayfield led the Rams on two huge touchdown drives, the second of which was capped off by this Baker bomb to Van Jefferson to secure the L.A. victory. Three for a second and ten. Shotgun to Mayfield. Fires towards the end zone. Lofted pass. Caught by Jefferson. 
No way! Van Jefferson beats Sam Webb into the end zone. And the Rams, with nine seconds to go, are an extra point away from stealing one from the Raiders. That call courtesy of Amazon Prime. Locally this weekend, Jets are now 10-point underdogs against the Bills in Buffalo, and the Giants got cut a little more slack as well since yesterday. They are now 7-point dogs at MetLife against the Philadelphia Eagles. Both kickoffs are set for 1 p.m. on Sunday. And looking ahead to tonight, Islanders at Devils at 7 p.m. on the ice. Rangers at Colorado Avalanche at 9 p.m. And on the hardwood, you got Knicks at uh, the Charlotte Hornets at 7 p.m. And the Nets versus the Atlanta Hawks in Brooklyn at 7.30 as, uh, at 7:30 p.m. tonight. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right. Thank you so much, Justin. The 77 WABC news check, news time check, excuse me, 517. Let's head back over to Joe Nolan for traffic, transit, and weather. Joe, right, how are the roads looking? Uh, well, we're doing all right. We've got a couple of things you need to know about. First of all, the Belt Parkway. On the eastbound side now, as you come into 4th Avenue, there is an accident there. One lane going to be out of service. And then also, as you travel in Suffolk County eastbound on the Long Island Expressway, we have a bit of a problem here at exit 52. There's an overturned vehicle. Again, the right lane is going to be out of service. Now, if you're heading outbound on the Gowanus coming off of the Prospect Expressway, there is an accident on that ramp structure. That's slowing everybody down. If you're on the Jersey Turnpike, the northbound inner roadway is shut down for the overnight road work. That continues. We also are going to be looking at... Really not a bad day as you travel inbound at the Hudson River crossings, at least not yet. Everybody seems to be in very good shape. Minor delays at all three of the Hudson River crossings. Same thing coming southbound on the New York State Thruway, coming down to and over the Tappan Zee Bridge, and then also heading southbound New York State Thruway, doing very well once you get on the uh, Westchester side, coming southbound into the city and onto the Deegan. Now, we do have some subway trouble. The Uptown 4 and 6 trains are on the express tracks from 14th Street to 42nd Street with fire department activity. And like I said before, the four of the first six trains out of Port Jervis this morning, a New Jersey Transit, have been canceled. That all because of equipment availability, the 346, the 459, the 548, and the 739. All of those will not operate this morning. And alternate side of the street, parking rules are in effect. It is also a gridlock alert day. Sunny today, high 45. Tonight, mostly clear, the low 33. Tomorrow, sunny, high 41. And then on Sunday, rain likely, maybe some snow north and west. High will be 42. It's 37 degrees. I'm Joe Nolan, Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Joe. 77 WABC time check 519. Alex Barnard here with your 77 WABC early news. And here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs financial report. Wall Street yesterday posting a winning session. All three major indexes finishing higher. The S&P stamped its longest losing streak since October. Federal Reserve leaders eyeing more key inflation data. The November producer price index is forecast to have risen 0.2%. That would be in line with October. ExxonMobil is raising its capital spending next year by as much as 10%. That would be between 23 and $25 billion. ExxonMobil boosting its share buybacks as well, which will average seven. $17 billion a year. ExxonMobil stock is up about 65%, and we know where they're putting some of those profits. General Motors CEO says strong demand will boost new car sales in the new year, forecasting 15 million new vehicles to be sold in 2023. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
Checking futures now, Dow Jones Industrial up 34 points, S&P 500 up 8.75, and the NASDAQ up 34.5 points. Gold is looking like it's up $4.30 from yesterday at 1800 and crude oil is at $72.41 per barrel. The WABC Early News. Alex Barnard here with your 77 WABC Early News. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand and more than a 100 of her colleagues in Congress are making a request of President Biden. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has more. The New York Democrat and fellow lawmakers are calling on Biden to come up with a unified national strategy to combat anti-Semitism. The results of a 2021 audit from the Anti-Defamation League showed anti-Semitism is at an all-time high in the U.S. Data also revealed New York had the highest amount of reported anti-Semitic incidents in the country last year. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. A former NYPD officer was sentenced to 25 years to life in the murder of his son. A jury found Michael Valva guilty of five charges, including second-degree murder, last month. Prosecutors say Valva forced his 8-year-old son with autism, Thomas, to sleep in the freezing garage of their Suffolk County home in January 2020. The little boy froze to death. Prosecutors told jurors during the trial that Michael Valva treated his child poorly in the final moments of his life, screaming at him and striking him as he died of hypothermia. Valva's lawyer, John Loturco, spoke after the trial. I apologize to Michael for coming through for him personally, and uh, he actually said he understood. The trial of his ex-fiance is still pending. Jersey City is honoring the victims of an anti-Semitic mass shooting, 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. The Anti-Defamation League hosting a night of remembrance at City Hall, joined by Mayor Stephen Fulop. Now is its time more important than ever as you see a rise in anti-Semitism locally, statewide, nationally, and uh, organizations like the ADL are more important than ever. It was December 10th, 2019, when a man and a woman stormed a kosher deli, killing three people inside, a police detective was also killed nearby. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. An investigation is underway after a woman was struck and killed by a hit-and-run vehicle in Manhattan Thursday night. Police say the incident happened at 6 p.m. at 3rd Avenue and East 96th Street on the Upper East Side. They say the victim was crossing 3rd Avenue when she was struck by a dark-colored vehicle that was traveling northbound. The vehicle then fled from the scene. Here's what one witness had to say. So we were sitting in there. All we heard was a loud pop. And then we see two girls. And then by the time we ran out, we were trying to go help. But the two girls already called 911. The ambulance was literally right there. The woman, who was in her 20s, was then struck by an MTA BXM1 bus. The MTA bus remained on scene. She was taken to Mount Sinai Morningside, where she was pronounced dead. So far, there have been no arrests. SantaCon returns to Manhattan Saturday. 77 WABC's Noam Layden has more. Thousands of men and women dressed as Santa Claus will go on their annual tipsy bar crawl through Manhattan. For years, neighbors in Midtown have complained that the event makes everyone except the bar owners miserable. Puking on the street, uh, committing sex acts everywhere. But many who take part in SantaCon each year say lots of money is raised during the event for local charities. 
authorities. I know that it's a fundraiser for a lot of different events. It's a pretty good excuse to get outside and get rowdy with your friends. SantaCon kicks off 10 a.m. Saturday at Broadway and 40th Street. For early news, I'm Noam Layden. 77 WABC time check, 524. Alex Barnard here with your 77 WABC early news. A bill under consideration by the NYC City Council would ban landlords from performing criminal background checks on prospective tenants. The Committee on Civil and Human Rights held an initial hearing Thursday morning on the Fair Chance for Housing Act. The legislation would not bar landlords from checking the New York Sex Offender Registry, and it would not apply to two-family homes or homeowners renting out single rooms. The legislation would also have no effect on NYCHA complexes because background checks there are required by federal law. Supporters of the measure say lifting background checks would prevent discrimination, while opponents say eliminating the screening is dangerous. Here's City Council Member Ina Vernikoff. Let's talk about how much this bill would harm low-income New Yorkers, middle-class New Yorkers, our Asian-American communities, our Hispanic communities, our immigrant communities, all law-abiding citizens. We cannot support a bill that would strip the property owner from their right to know if a murderer or a drug dealer will move onto their property. 30 of the council's 51 members have sponsored the proposed legislation. A similar bill died last year, but it appears it may have enough support to pass this year. Mayor Eric Adams has announced more than 100 reforms to speed up the development of affordable housing in New York City. With the cost of rent and owning a home skyrocketing in the city, coupled with an acute housing shortage, the mayor is taking aim at what he calls the bureaucratic red tape holding back development. We are going to build faster. We are going to build everywhere, and we are going to build together. Adams says the reforms could lead to 50,000 new homes over the next 10 years, adding that the average household now needs double their income to afford an apartment in the city. The move comes after a new report from Douglas Elliman and Miller Samuel states that the median rent for a Manhattan apartment in November hit $4,033, which is up from the October figure of 3964 The report also found new lease signings dropped 39% in October, the biggest decline since 2020. 77 w- WABC time check 527. Let's head back over to Joe Nolan for a look at traffic, transit, and weather. How are the roads looking right now, Joe? All right, Alex, outbound on the Gowanus BQE. Some good news here coming into the Prospect Expressway, that ramp structure. There was an earlier accident there. That has now uh, been cleared up, so good news. But if you're on the Long Island Expressway, we still have this overturned vehicle. Again, the right lane block. On the eastbound side of the expressway in Suffolk County at exit 52, you're also looking at delays on the Belt Parkway now at 4th Avenue eastbound, an accident with one lane out. Sunrise Highway coming into the city right as you get to uh, the Cross Island Parkway. Looks like you've got an accident there as well. We also are going to be looking at the Jersey Turnpike with that overnight road work, which will continue for us. Now, the LIE and the Northern State, both good through Suffolk into Nassau County and then all the way to the city. A little bit of a break check now starting to develop coming inbound and through Queens Boulevard on the Long Island Expressway. Same kind of thing inbound on the Gowanus BQE coming on up to the Brooklyn Bridge. Now, if you're inbound, Lincoln, Holland, George, all three minor delays at this point, and we still have all these problems on transit. Uptown four and six trains on the express track from 14th Street to 42nd Street, some police activity there. And Jersey Transit, again, those four trains out of Port Jervis all have been canceled this morning because of equipment availability and alternate side of the street parking rules and regulations once again today are in effect. It is a gridlock alert day. 
And that'll really get going more in the afternoon, but still a gridlock alert day uh, for the entire area. I'm Joe Nolan with traffic on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Joe. Taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center today. Sunny, a high of 44. Tonight, clear, a low of 32. Tomorrow, more sun, a high of 42. And Sunday, scattered showers, a high of 41. 77 WABC time check 528. Alex Barnard here with your 77 WABC early news. Wordle is Google's top trending search term for the year. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz explains. Wordle is a popular online game that gives players six chances to guess a five-letter word each day. Google Trends said the word beat out terms such as election results, Ukraine, and the late actress Betty White in total U.S. searches. Globally, Wordle led other search terms such as the late Queen Elizabeth, the FIFA World Cup, and convicted serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. The game was first introduced in October of last year. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. 77 WABC Time Check 529. And if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at wabcradio.com 